the world gets in my way I need to make a getaway So I ride down that old dirt road The same place I always go It does it so good sometimes To be alone from time to time Take the time and let it all go Watch the world go by real slow Hey everybody, welcome back to the Last Hobo's Ramble podcast. I'm John. I'm Adam. And we've got a few uh, music items to talk about with you today. Maybe a little bit of news. Before we get to that, let me tell you about our our website. It's uh, rss.com backslash podcasts backslash Last Hobo's Ramble. Um... Go check us out there. All the episodes are available. Also tells you where you can uh, listen to us on your your preferred platform. Uh, We're also on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, which is now X, YouTube, uh, where you can also listen to the podcast if you're not a Spotify, Pandora, iTunes guru. So, once again... We're nationwide. Yeah. You know, it's right. just about anywhere. That's right. Hey, on that YouTube, is it just uh, sound or is it video also? So it's just sound. Uh, okay, so they can just go listen to the sound. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. All as right. Of right. As of right now. Yeah, and on all of the, uh, we're on all social media. Adam mentioned we're on Instagram this week. We got on. We've been on Instagram, but we actually started. Uh, using it this week so you know we have eight followers right now so hopefully that'll pick up and we can get some feedback on what people would like to see and hear from us if you want all the social media platforms should point somewhere somehow to get you to the podcast so and speaking of that our our tiktok account man have you seen our tiktok account i think we have over twenty one thousand views of uh the videos of the guys at the coffee shop so that's kind of surprising but hey i like it and it's just working out so to get back into the news real quick and things going on uh we're still having forest fires here I'm sure you guys have a few down there. I've seen that Maryville is uh, on fire. That's that's pretty in Louisiana, but it's still pretty close to your area. And we've had uh, several forest fires over the last week. Every time they think they've got them out, you know, some guy or person goes by and if you throw a cigarette out or anything. I talked to one man said that the Forest Service thought that someone had been set off some uh, fireworks on a piece of the land and it, it caused a uh, fire you know and man it's just a bad situation it's hot we have record heat record drought we're having record fires it's just a, a real bad bad thing right now so yeah, be careful think, with what you're doing yeah i think we're like 30 inches behind for the year so well and we came into this year behind last year so we had a, a drought last year, but we're in a major drought this year. And if it doesn't, something doesn't change next year is going to be pretty rough. So, yep. 
Definitely. Uh, I heard a lot of those were lightning strikes, too, from what I hear, which we, we, can, we obviously can't do much about that. But. No, and they are. There's some lightning strikes. Uh, I think I was talking to you the other night and actually got a, a alert that there was a fire caused by lightning not far from here. So, Yeah, uh, I know even up around Jasper and stuff, they've been having issues, so... Yeah, state statewide right now. Yeah, it's pretty, I did, pretty rough right now. I did see a post, uh, Tyler County today, maybe on Facebook had posted about the the uh, folks from Puerto Rico that were helping. Yep, they're still around. Yep. Even brought their own helicopter. I heard. I I tell you what, it's uh, it's kind of strange. I was uh, having afternoon coffee with terry uptown the other day and looked out the window and there come a, a one-ton truck with a trailer and a helicopter on it and i thought man it's actually cheaper to pull them than to drive them fly them so <laughs> they were moving it from one area to the other so well maybe you misunderstood the situation and the helicopter was actually carrying the truck and trailer it could have been. It could have been. They turned it on and it just pushed, you know. Yeah, could have been a wallaby. Could have been a wallaby. I don't know. So, yeah, the fires are still on our mind. And, you know, it's affecting a lot of people. So we just keep them in your thoughts and prayers. And you have any news down your way? Uh, not particularly. It's just miserable hot man yeah <laughs> and it's it's really is starting to affect and it will when we know this from some of our past life experience <laughs> it's starting to affect people's attitude and behavior and you got to be really careful when it's this hot outside especially the way you talk to people and you don't <laughs> They're hot, man. Leave yeah. them alone. Temperatures go up, and so do tempers. So, That's right. That's right. You know, give them a little slack. Yep. Today is the 33rd anniversary. I always hate saying it that way, but the 31st, 33rd anniversary of the death of Stevie Ray Vaughan. And, you know, when I was a little fella, I remember people talking about Elvis dying. Remember where Elvis, where they were when Elvis died, things like that. And I thought that was kind of weird, you know. But I most definitely remember exactly where I was when Stevie, when I found out he died. So I guess each generation has its own person or maybe more than one. But that one was, was one for me. Yeah. So I, I do remember it. It was, uh, you know, he, he was definitely one of the greatest that, ever lived ever came out of the state of texas anything like that yeah i mean he's definitely a texas texas guy there uh it, it's hard to think about stevie and him passing away when you especially when you realize he would have been what 68 if he had lived uh this long so what what all would we have gotten from stevie between 90 and 23 uh, right 
Well, a lot of a lot of the music writers seem to think Stevie was really just starting to peak or coming to his own on the uh, the music. You know, they thought it was really starting to. Uh, he had actually, you know, he had blew up real big, and uh, I don't know if he was at his peak or if he was still rising. You know, uh, he was definitely putting out great music. Uh, and well, uh, I mean, at that point newly found sobriety right I mean, newly found sobriety he got his life together that's kind of one of the sad points of, of stevie ray passing was that it looked like he was getting his life the music was there for him long before the the good clean life was now uh we got a you you and i have passed the video back and forth several times it looks like they go wake him up from the tour bus or something. He walks on stage for sound check. And he's got on this big fur coat and he's rubbing his eyes and yawning. And you can tell he just woke He just got woke up and they're up there getting ready to do sound check and he's talking and then nobody, you don't hear a counter or anything and they just take off and he's playing full speed, you know, just tearing it up and he's still yawning. So he was at the top of, you know, as far as guitar playing and such, he was at the very top of that game, man. Uh, there's no telling how many guitar players he influenced. You know, we know Kenny Wayne Shepherd come out uh, shortly after Stevie Ray did. Uh, West Jeans out of the Longview area, both blues people, electric blues. And we know that that had, that had a lot to do with uh, with those guys, so... But it's just, there's no telling how many. You talk to, read interviews, talk to people uh, about Stevie Ray, and you hear people that you wouldn't think in a million years listen to Stevie Ray, you know? Uh, one of the Jerry Jeff Walker songs, he, he talks about the death, of, he mentions the death of Stevie Ray in it. Uh, George Strait, I've heard him mention Stevie Ray Vaughan. So it's not a genre thing, it's, it's kind of like you and I like to talk about. We feel like in Texas, we have the best of everything. You know, I don't care if you're talking about <clears throat> guitar players or music. I don't care if you're talking about the food. I don't care if you're talking about the, the countryside, the you name, you name a category and we're there. You know, yep. give you an example, the best shooters in the world. So, you know, the, the guy that, uh, oh, G. David Tubb. G. David Tubb, you know, he's one of those people that, he, well, I remember a younger person reading about him in these shooting magazines, and he was talking about things I didn't understand, and I'd go talk to my brother about it, and I said, man, this guy, and he's like, yeah, he's kind of out there. You can't take everything he says for real. And then a couple years later, we'll be talking. It's like, hey, man, you remember G. David Tubb talking about this? Yeah, well, now he's just ahead of everybody. But he is a world record shooter, Mandy uh, Bachman. She's up close to Pittsburgh, Texas. She's on uh, Team Wilson Combat, female shooter. We I mean, it's just whatever category you look at. But Stevie Ray was at the top of that game. You know, musicians come out of Texas like bugs come out of dead wood. It's just the way it is. 
And I'll say this, we've got some of the best musicians in the world and we've got a couple of the worst. Okay. I'll claim the bad ones too, but Stevie Ray was definitely top of the game. And, uh, it was a, it was a change in music. I mean, I, I was supposed to go see him at the, uh, state fair in Dallas before he died. And it was several of them. It was going to be Stevie Ray's Easy Top, Carlos Santana, uh, Steve Miller Band. Several people was going to be playing that day. And uh, I was going to go with my brother and his wife and found out he died. They they were still going because they were huge ZZ Top fans, you know. And that's who they wanted to see. I wanted to see Stevie Ray. And... When he died, I just didn't go. I was like, I, I just, it's not even worth me going for, you know. But that's just my personal story of how it was. I'm sure, I'm sure it didn't affect everyone because the world did keep going, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. That was a huge lineup for that concert, though. Oh, man. And I had, my brother said that every one of them paid tribute to Stevie Ray. I know every one of them was like, hey, you know, and I've heard Billy Gibbons talk about him many times, talk about he sold brother number one and, you know, so. Yeah, we've you know, actually just, made, we've actually made the Stevie Ray pilgrimage, right? Oh, we have. Well, I was going to say that you mentioned he was a Texas boy. He was born, I think, in White Oak and uh, migrated toward Austin down there. And that's where he really honed his craft. But when he passed away, he went back to White Oak, or when he went back, uh, to, they took him back up to the Dallas area to bury him. And uh, you and I, it's nothing to drive five hours out of the way to go see a grave site, right? Right. So maybe I'll put that picture on uh, Facebook later on of his grave. But yeah, we've, we've made that pilgrimage. I think that same day, we actually went to that one and to Towns Van Zandt. I think we did, yep. So, was that the and same trip? Had, yep, sure was. Yep. And then that weekend, we went into Bob Wills, right? While we are in Oklahoma? Yeah. Or was that on a different trip? I think that, I think we... Because he was buried in the same cemetery Sam Kennison is. Yeah, it might have been two separate ones. Mm-hmm. There was somebody else in that cemetery, too. It was Bob Wills, Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. Yeah, yeah, Stevie Ray, man, he he was a bomb, you know. I still listen to Stevie Ray. You know? Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I I gave your son a Stevie Ray CD for Christmas, I think. So. Yep. Yeah, good inspiration. I keep trying to tell him to go learn some Stevie Ray. Yeah. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> he says his fingers don't move that fast yet. Well, they will. Yeah. They will. I hope so. So. Uh, anyway, I mean, obviously you have to respect the, the guy for sure for his talent. And, uh, first and foremost, he was a Texas guy, but his talent and then the inspiration, uh, for all those, those people that come after him, including all the younger, all the kids, you know, they watch Stevie Ray or listen to Stevie Ray and decided they wanted to play the guitar and, and got a lifelong hobby right there. I know. Of those people, Hubo John there is one of them. Uh, 
inspired him to want to learn some of the guitar there. But yeah, yeah, he, he probably and, and I, had a he probably even had a, a sunburst uh, Fender Stratocaster man. I did have a sunburst Fender Stratocaster. I'll go one further than that. I had the Hat Man. <laughs> yeah, he had a uh, Steve Ray had his hats made out in Buda, Texas at uh, Texas Hatters. Same place Jerry Jeff Walker mentions in uh, Manny's Hat Songs. Because it was made by Manny Gambridge. And uh, you can go out there and they will measure your head and they will make you a, a custom Stevie Ray Vaughan style hat with your name in it and everything. So uh, if you're into that, it's. Now I will say this about Stevie he could tear the guitar up. I mean, just wear it out. But I don't know about his fashion sense, man. <laughs> Coat. You know that hat looks like something that you'd wear in somewhere you wanted to start a fight. I think that was the point, uh, not not starting the fight part, but you know, look, look, you and I, we have a lot in common. We like a lot of the same stuff, right? So we like old cars. We like things like that. Well, when you look at an old car, if it's black or white, something like that, it looks okay, right? But when you look at one, it's uh, pugger orange or midnight purple or whatever, you know, that really stands out. It's loud. That tells you that's a bad car, right? That guy's looking to pick a race. And I think a lot of that was with Stevie Ray. He wanted to, he wanted that flamboyance because he was a very shy, uh, introverted person. So I think that was a way of him. Speaking up and speaking out and being loud. <laughs> what he what did he call that snake in an interview? That was a copper-headed rattle moccasin. That was. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch it. I wish we could put the video in here, man, for them to see that. Yeah, There's a couple of videos he kind of gets out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, might have been before the sobriety came along. Well, and you know, being from Texas, he has a right to stretch the truth a little. That's right. So, but yeah. Final word on that is he definitely did not stretch the truth on his guitar skills. There's no, he was the real deal. And and to add to what you were saying about him bringing people to the uh, guitar and wanting to play guitar, it wasn't just him. The people that he grew up listening to, he always mentioned them and always talked about them and uh, in, in interviews, and it brought. A resurgence to the blues you know guys like bb king said man they sold more albums after steve ray came out you know their stuff was dead and here comes steve ray now people's listening to uh bb king and and especially uh albert king you know yep and uh there's that story of steve ray playing at antones and i think albert was playing down on Congress at a uh, Continental Club, and Steve Ray mentioned a couple times that Albert was down there playing. He goes, "Look, I don't know what y'all gonna do, but I'm going to listen to Albert King." And he left in the middle of the show, goes down and uh, walks in. They let him in, and he stands on the picnic table and watches the show. You know, so he never he never gave up being a fan either. And I yep. think that was cool. Yep. 
I could talk about the Steve Ray all day, you know. Just, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm the same way. So, What's up? We always say, right? You know, you hit it big when you can play "Mary Had a Little Lamb" for a stadium full of folks. <laughs> yeah, and they just yeah. applaud. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you this: he played like nobody else. You know. That's right. I would like to, I've never heard a story how he came about recording that or playing that. I would love to, if anybody knows of a story where he's telling that, I would love to hear that one. So Stevie Ray is to Mary Had a Little Lamb like Jimi Hendrix is to the National Anthem. Right. Right. So, yeah. Uh, A day of remembrance. Yep. Yep, so just keep that in mind today as you go about your business. Uh, Stevie Ray, been gone 30, oh well, yeah, 33 years. Long time. Uh, so, <laughs> a few weeks ago, I don't remember, these are all in in my mind running together at some point or, or shuffling themselves. It's like somebody dumped the card catalog out on me. Uh, but week before last, or two weeks ago, well, we talked about Oliver Anthony, uh, the guy. That was man, I think that was week one, man, or week two. Oh no, week one was Tyler Childers and the. That's Tyler, right. <laughs> Tyler Childers and Jason Aldean playing footsies with the coal miners. There you go. Uh, that's right. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Oliver Anthony, uh, West Virginia, little-known person, used to singing at uh, farmers' markets, and just kind of lives off-grid, whatever. Uh, go back and listen to episode, I'm going to say three. Uh, the thing about Oliver is uh, most of his songs, I say most of them, a couple of his songs have taken uh, a somewhat political stance. It's episode three. I just looked back. Sorry. Uh, somewhat political stance in that he he's, he's out for the politicians, right? Like, thinks that they're not, they haven't been very good for the country, uh, he started to speak out a little bit more about his music, uh, which we kind of we kind of talked about this happening that uh, eventually people would take notice that wanted to use his his material for campaign purposes, or and they really pulled a string when they used it for the first question in the uh, Republican debate. This last week, uh, they they played a short clip of Richmond, North of Richmond, asked the candidates on stage uh, why they felt like that song uh, had struck a nerve, like it has among so many people. Uh, and of course, Oliver's stance was, you know, this is not just about that song wasn't about one person or one group of people or one particular group of politicians. Uh, he's landing on the side of 
from what I could tell in this little short video, uh, he he really doesn't care for any of the politicians, which I'm, right. on, board, I'm on board with. I'm not a fan of many of them either. So uh, he he just kind of has taken exception to one group saying that he's on their side or the other group saying that he's on their side and I get it uh, but here's the problem uh, if you're an artist and you, you've you got a painting or a novel or a poem or a song or a sculpture and you build it up and you create it and you throw it out into the world When you let go of it and it leaves you, you you lose about fifty percent of your control over what it's going to do. Okay, that's right. Uh, I don't. My kids aren't grown and gone yet, but I would say it's a lot like that. Did the best you could to make it into what you wanted to see, <clears throat> and you can't really affect it too much after it's gone. And so, I think based on his his comments in this video I think he's going to have a hard time with that part of this business but uh, the gate was left open and, and his stuff got out and maybe, maybe sooner than he wanted maybe uh, I know that I'd seen some interviews and such and done some reading and He's been a, was approached by John Rich of Big and Rich, who uh, I wasn't a big fan of Big and Riches, but you know they knocked Nashville on their their butt at one time. They come out of nowhere with that. Uh, I don't know hip hop, cowboy rap stuff, and whatever you want to call that music they were doing, but it did turn Nashville over. And I think that what I read was he had gone to visit with Oliver Anthony as an uninterested party, meaning he didn't want to sign him to a label. He wasn't trying to get him under contract. He just wanted to give him some free advice to maybe help him along. Oliver ended up turning down an $8 million contract, which, you know, good for him if that's what he wants. You know, there's a lot of people do it for the money. Uh, apparently, he's not going to be one of them. I think the thing that I like what you said. He is a bipartisan. He has a, a, a bipartisan hate for politics. He doesn't care what party you come from. I can turn on, I can go into my music library and find you about six, seven artists right off the top of my head who are yellow dog Democrats. And that's fine. That's their, their choice. I'm not knocking them uh, that sing political songs. But I can't name you one right off the top of my head that is a died in a war Republican that does. So here we are with uh, Oliver Anthony, and he's against not a party, but the system. So, you know, I really like that myself because we all agree the system's broke. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, at this point, that's the stance he's taking. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I mean, oh, he, defi he definitely doesn't seem to be interested in the money because, like we talked about, if you'd have waved 
two million dollars at us, we would all we would have countered with give us five and we'll disappear. I was gonna say you you can cut that in half and I'm going down the road, buddy. Yeah, exactly. I won't, won't ever release another song. Now you can buy a podcast, a, a Facebook page, an Instagram page, a TikTok account all at one time. I, we can put them in business, can't we? Yep. Yeah. I I'll be honest. Uh, that kind of money would have been hard to turn down. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been the first time that they have signed an artist. Maybe for that much money it might have been. But there are a lot of accounts where they sign artists to keep them from releasing albums at the same time as their star artist or being in competition with them. And then they bury them. Yeah. You know, it never sees the light of day. So, you know, he may be thinking like that. You don't know, man, that music business, it's 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 just about organized crime. Yeah, right. So, but I mean, hey, look, like I said, can't deny the guy's talent. No, uh, he didn't seem like he was furious or angry about it. He was a little amused that, you know, reminds me of the old Robert Frost story about <clears throat> he's at a conference and somebody gets up and starts talking about what analyzing one of his poems and telling everybody what it meant and of course he's the keynote he gets up a little bit later and says i had no idea that's what i was talking about so well and kind of of same thing here you know but you've written poetry you you write poetry uh, and short stories or things like that and and i've written songs and, and poetry and I I don't know about you, but I know I've written stuff before. When I got done with it, I didn't even know what it was about, really. It just came out. I had an ideal, and it flowed out of there, but it really didn't. I don't know what the words are, but it really didn't have a, to me, not a specific path that I wrote about. Yep. Yep. So. And most of, I'll say this, if I were going to sit down and write a poem, about anything political i don't see me putting too many more syllables to it than a haiku oh i got about two words i could sum it all up with you know pretty much it sounds about like waylon jennings is what it sounds like (laughs) that's right but uh, when you write about stuff like that and you're not not sure what it is it's called stream of consciousness you know there's actual term for it It just that just hit me is why i brought it back but uh it does happen but i i I feel like Anthony Oliver definitely had a idea of what he was writing about. It's so focused. And I mean, there's people that's offended by the song. We hadn't touched on that. I don't know yeah. if you've seen a lot of the videos of uh, I Buy My Own Fudge Round stickers. Yeah. You've seen that? Where else? Yeah. And that is not what the guy said. He said, if you're five foot three and 300 pounds, I shouldn't have to buy your fudge rounds. I'm if five. You're foot, a, I'm five foot ten and over three hundred pounds. Uh, just to give everybody a notion of what what size or shape I am. But I've bought the fudge rounds before, so he has. Yeah, he, has he has purchased some little Debbie snack cakes for me before, but at the end of the day, I wasn't offended. It, here, if you get offended. Check yourself. <laughs> Check yourself. Yeah, it's probably on you, you know? Yeah, it might not be everybody else. 
it's kind of like if you put a sign up at a, a eating establishment that says no ugly people allowed and somebody comes to the door and it goes well that's not fair just because i'm not as good looking as so well guess what you did that to yourself it didn't say we were checking you it was just a sign to, to make people laugh that's it so i'd have gone in anyway just to make them kick me out buddy oh uh, well you know you and i will hit some of them buffets every now and then to freak them out and I, I, we've seen their faces when you and I come through there and told them we just fell off the Weight Watchers wagon. So, I mean, and we hit hard. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we get our money's worth. Get all this moving. It's hard to stop it. That's right. You can't you can't run machines like these on empty. That's right. Uh, your <laughs> your pronunciation of the word buffet and the tone in your voice tells. Did a I lot say buffet? Buffet. No. no I oh, I, I had a I had a Chris Farley moment. No, it wasn't you. I'm just saying, you know, depending on your size and your excitement yeah. at the buffet. Oh yeah, and and the quality of the buffet. That's right. I mean, hey, you know, if it's just a golden corral, man, it's that's okay, you know. But if you go to like a real hometown buffet, yeah, watch out, boys. Hey, has anybody else noticed that we always bring this background to food? Uh-huh. I want to know what the limit on them chicken fried steaks are. You know? That's right. <laughs> by the pound. That's right. Yep. By the pound and gravy by volume. That's right. Oh, right, mercy. But, but yeah, Olive hey, Nancy, Olive. I think, will be a voice to be contended with for at least a couple of more years. Yeah, and look... <laughs> I, I, my wife, the other day, my daughter had a a word, uh, a vocabulary word, uh, cynic. <clears throat> and uh, Amber, of course, we're driving somewhere, and Amber, my wife, said, uh, <laughs> Maddie, what was that word you, you had, the vocabulary word today? And she said, cynic. And, uh... <laughs> Amber says, uh, uh, your daddy's a cynic, and it's true. So here's the deal about Oliver. Oliver is talented. You win that one, Oliver. Uh, Oliver seems to be humble. You definitely win that one. I'll give that Definitely, to definitely. <clears throat> Doesn't seem to be greedy. Nope. That's another point for you. Uh, but... Your song is very much political, and I hope you stick with what you're saying. But the next 14 months or so are going to be the, the we're going to see. So, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> we we try to stay out of the politics, but <laughs> it is yeah. what it is. I mean, it's they're closely tied. We talked about it last week. I'm, I ain't one way or another. Whatever. <clears throat> At this point, I think we're all just trying to vote for our our definition of the lesser of the two evils. So. Well, everybody has a version of the American dream, and they're never the same. They may be close, but they're never the same. And what you have to vote for is what you think is who who you think is going to get you closer to fulfilling your dream. Okay, your dream may not be near what mine is. It may be opposite. So. That's why we have different candidates, you know, and the unfortunate part is anymore. I think we found out that they're all shysters. 
They're, they're not really out to help anybody but themselves. You know, you have po politicians who are making better stock picks than Warren Buffett. Okay, that's tell me something ain't up there. You have politicians who are going in. Uh, the president, what makes four hundred thousand a year, roughly? That's not exact number, but I think it's roughly four hundred thousand a year, something like that. And uh, I may be way off on that, but whatever no, I think, he. I think that's. I think that's close. That's that's right. But when you have a president go in office and serve four years, even eight years, and they come out, and now they're worth five times what they went in as. How? How did they get that money? The people are gonna say, "Well, they wrote books and this and that." I, I don't know that books pay that kind of money. Who's buying those things? If they were, if they did, wouldn't Steven Spielberg or not Steven Spielberg? What's his name? Oh, Stephen King. Don't give me Stephen King. Me. Wouldn't he be one of the the richest men in the world then? I mean, what about you? You do all the. You read way more, and I get to uh, J L L Tolkien. J R R. J R R Tolkien. Wouldn't it be one of the richest people in the world? When we'd be talking about them riding around in their Bentleys and, and stuff. He's been dead for a long time, so. Well, so has the American dream. Oh. My point being, I just don't think there's that much money in publishing of books. They're not. I so. Mean, you could, if you're a good author, I think you could make a decent living, but you're not going to be, you're not yeah. going to be rich without turning it into a, movies and then you're gonna have right to, you're gonna have to and there's not a lot of political books that get to be movies not not the ones written by ex-presidents you know i mean even barack obama who was a landmark president if nothing else you know the first african-american president so but after the even at that he, he was the first one we had and they hadn't made a movie out of his life story yet Ah, uh, they had a Netflix documentary. Give me a break, man. We could make a Netflix documentary. Well, I think he and... Oh, I'd have to look back in the news, but him and Michelle... Whatever. Well, they must not have done very well. Because I don't remember hearing anything about it. Look, here's the deal. I'm not I know, I've got my head buried in the sand. No, no. I have nothing to do with that. I'm just not... If I'm going to watch a documentary, I want to see ZZ Top or Stevie Ray. They, at the end of the day, that's here's the bigger problem. Average people, which I would say John and I are, are probably even below average, we we don't care about politics as far as, like he said, we think they're all shysters. So we want to see something that interests us. You're probably not going to change our minds politically at this point in our lives. I mean, you're you're certainly not going to change them after we pay our income taxes every year. Amen. So, <clears throat> I, I anyway, I whatever. Well, like I said, yeah, I want to digress from the yeah, politics. I'm I'm kind of bumming out over here, to be honest. So. Try to stay away from them. Let, let me throw us into another segment, okay? And this may it should have been at the beginning. I don't know. Uh, I found out this yesterday reading some that uh, Terry Funk, you remember Terry Funk, wrestler? 
Yes, I do. Had a, had a little little career as a, uh, well, he was in Roadhouse. He was in Roadhouse also. He had a little acting career. He wrestled for 50 years, which is a long time, you know. And uh, he he passed away. He just uh, found out yesterday he passed away. You and I aren't the biggest wrestling fans in the world. We think it's a lot of fun. I, I mean, well, we've talked about it, that they do the things they do. We consider it entertainment. Uh, and the characters, to me, the characters are more fun than anything when they do their interviews. And uh, But, yeah, Terry Funk lived in Amarillo. He wasn't born in Texas, but he, he lived there for many, many years. As a matter of fact, for a while, I think they called him Texas Terry Funk. And... uh. He was old school wrestler and he passed away. So we're going to pass that along for gang wrestling fans out there. Our movie fans, like I said, he starred in a couple of, not starred. He was in a couple of movies. He had, I call them minor roles, but he was in Roadhouse. You so, ever seen a, a wrestling uh, monologue that didn't, you could just take a wrestling monologue and move it over to Saturday Night Live back in the day. And it oh, was man. You Are you kidding? To Are you kidding? Dusty Rhodes, you know? You remember Dusty Rhodes? He was about your size, maybe taller, but he was a big guy. Very athletic for a big guy, though, okay? Mm-hmm. And he, he, part of his thing, he was, he's from Texas, Austin. He had that Southern talk to him. And he would get up there and talk about, I dined with kings and queens and this and that. You know, Ric Flair, you know, he's same thing. I've dined with kings and queens. I'm the Rolex wearing, limousine riding, airplane flying. You know, it's hilarious, you know. And, and to me, it's a, it's like when Gwen and I got to go see Kiss, you know. And as a kid, I want to see them really bad. And finally, I'm in my... 40s probably i get to go see kiss at the woodlands Def leopard opened and what i realized was is their music was just okay the show was what what you were there for yep you were there to see the blood spitting fire blowing flying across the audience that kind of stuff yep they were a show and when you realize and paul stanley said it there he got up there and said toward the end of the show look we come out here and there's a lot of bad things going on in the world. If you forget about them for an hour and a half, two hours, then we've done our job. And that's, if, if you see me watching a wrestling clip, that's what I'm doing. I'm going off into that little place that makes me laugh. That's it. You know, because I don't care who you are in wrestling, the biggest, baddest one. They're funny, you know? Well, and, <laughs> and those guys, when you start listening to their, that, that's the whole deal. I, I could care less about watching a wrestling match. It's, it's just. Yeah, can we just go watch the monologues? <laughs> can we it. sit by the booth? That's exactly right. It's the promo videos, the monologues, watching Dusty Rhodes do the American Dream. That's right. He's got just stuffed sweat and funk dripping off of him, and he's just slobbering everywhere. And it's just so theatrical. And. and, and just listening to their their road stories, you know. There's a guy on TikTok that does little animated road stories. And our films. favorite ones are, without a doubt, go ahead and Andre, tell them. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. We love <laughs> Andre the Giant. 
because that was just amazing as a kid just to even see him in anything, you know? And we watched The Princess Bride, Andre the Giant's in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Carrie Yules is in there. I mean, that, that, if you've never seen The Princess Bride, go watch it. I, I can't even imagine somebody not having seen it. Well, I think before you watch that, you actually are required by a law to go and watch This is Spinal Tap. <laughs> I don't know if it's required by law or not. but Because, one, the guy who has an amp that goes to 11, if I'm not mistaken, and the other is looking for a man who has 11 fingers. Yes. Coincidence? I don't think so. No, but also two different audience oh yeah it is it's definitely is but there there if you like one you would most likely like the other yeah but back to andre man andre we we liked andre and from all accounts he was just such a sweetheart of a guy uh i know i never really thought about the problems he had in life till after he was dead and we started hearing these stories you know he's on the road 300 days a year motel to motel he can't fit into a bed he can't sit on the toilet. Uh, he can't sit in a car hardly, you know. So how do you travel with this guy? You know, he is an actual giant. And uh, he just was always so fun. And he loved the kids and and people in the audience. And, you know, there you are. That Their personality is just what they're really like and what they're like in that ring is two different things. Mm-hmm. You know, I've shared a couple of clips with you, I think, with The Undertaker talking to kids backstage that had some, uh, I'll say they're on the spectrum. How's that? Yep. I don't want to call them, call them something else. And he, he, and you've seen it. He was just as nice to them as he could be, wasn't he? You know, and, and there you go. There's a big monster of a guy who played one or two years basketball to Angelina. I should say, there you go. Another another texas related guy oh yeah yeah absolutely so yeah so you know terry funk passed away that's it's kind of um you know i'm not gonna get broke up over it but you know i feel for his family of course you know you don't want to see anybody go through some of a relative passing away and his friends and uh it's just part of an end of an era probably so Oh, and last weekend, well, how we missed it, I don't know. I guess it was after we we done our podcast. If y'all don't know, we do these once a week, and they go out, so some things come out after we make them, and we don't go back and reinsert it. But last weekend was Dimebag Daryl's birthday. Talk about another Dallas, Texas guitar player, you know. Yep. Pantera Damage Plan was shot on stage and killed. Uh, pretty tragic story. As I said, whatever genre you want to go into, whatever, anything you want to go into, we're going to claim the best. Get you there real quick, can't we? That's right. I mean, here we go. You and I, neither one like pop music, you know, as a whole. But, hey, Beyonce, that's a Texas girl. I don't know none none of her stuff. I don't know anything about her, really. But she's from Texas. You know, she's top of the top of that genre. You know, on record as saying you claimed her. I didn't claim her. I you said she's just... from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. You edit that out. <laughs> yeah. It's too late. It's on record. 
it's on record. Well, there you go. She is from Texas. Uh, so, you know, but with George Strait, nobody has more number one hits than anyone. Nobody. Yep. The, that's why they call him the king. And a uh, fun fact about George Strait is uh, nobody has ever accused him of being a serial killer. That's all I'm saying. You know what? You're right. Yeah. You know, I've never even seen him with a box of cereal. That's cool. <laughs> but um, no, he's not been accused of any great wrongdoings or anything. Also, he's never been accused of killing country music. That's correct. As a matter right? of fact, he spoke out against the murder. Yeah, he really did. Uh, and and you know, he brought Alan Jackson along on that. I don't know whose idea it was to cut that song, but they. They collaborate on it. We claim Alan Jackson. I mean, yeah, I love you, that song. Yeah, you and I both are big Alan Jackson fans. So we're not just about Texas music. We're about good music. There you, you know. Go. But uh, but we are gonna always hold Texas up to the highest. Well, did you eat anything interesting this week? I didn't. Well, I can say that I did this week. So lay it on me. There's a restaurant, and it's called Jay Wilson's. I have heard of this. In Beaumont. And it's a higher-end restaurant. Uh, really, really good food. Uh, but I ate there for lunch Thursday. And Thursday is hot dog day. Wait a minute. How high-class restaurant is this? That's I mean, what I said. Is it so high that you have to have a job to get in? Yep. Okay. I was traumatized to find out that Jay Wilson's was doing hot dog Thursdays for lunch. But here's the deal. They're gourmet hot dogs. Yep. I see your little mind. Your little hamster just stumbled. Yeah. Okay. But here's here's what they did. They took hot dogs. They got to use what they did. <laughs> well, I'm just going to tell you, buddy. Okay. They have several... Gourmet hot dogs. Of course, you can get a plain or a chili cheese, too. But then they go into kind of themed hot dogs. They had one that was elote. Uh, If you don't know what elote is, it's Mexican street corn. Basically, they took the hot dog in the bun, and they take Mexican street corn and some hot sauce and put on top. Hey, it was great. It actually sounds pretty good. Was yes. that corn roasted? Uh, yeah, yeah, it had a roasted flavor to it. Yeah, that, that actually sounds pretty good. Uh, the one, the other one, my favorite one though, I cannot remember what they called it, but at Jay Wilson's for one of the appetizers, they have man candy, which is, <laughs> listen, I'm telling you, it's pork belly. It's, you know what? It, it it's pork belly, but it it's like it's got like honey and um, habanero seasoning on it. Hey, it's delicious. Well, they took this hot dog and they put that like a, it wasn't a ranch sauce, but it was kind of similar ranch and some little pepper rounds on there. That one was great. Just saying, if you're out on Thursdays for lunch, you want a, a 
a gourmet hot dog go by Jay Wilson's. What I will say about Beaumont right now is with the drought, their city water has an earthy taste and smell, and it's affected all the drinks. <laughs> if you've never had a, 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 and this is every restaurant in, in Beaumont right, right now, if you've never had sweet tea, it tastes like somebody stirred it with a worm. Uh, you can get it right now in Beaumont through the city water. Supposedly, it's it's okay to drink, but the Dr. Pepper from the fountains, everything tastes like dirt water right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, that's okay. a side effect of the water getting low, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Wow. Did you order the man candy when you went in there? Not this time. <laughs> I have before. I figured. Oh, have mercy. Hey, if you want to come up here any day of the week, Monday through Sunday, the Valero's got gourmet hot dogs. You don't even have to have regular. You can go as you are, man. Come in like you come off the lake. <laughs> they got them, okay? Regular old gourmet hot dogs. You can get mayonnaise, mustard. You can put ketchup on them, things like that. Now, if you want to order some fries and throw one there yourself, it's okay. I mean, they'll they'll hook you up, okay? That's Valero right there in downtown. Now he's looking for something to stab me with, but I'm way away. So. Come on, man. Gourmet hot dogs at the Valero. <laughs> Whatever. 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 Man, you wouldn't know what to do uh, if I didn't give you a hard time. Of course, they had one with sauerkraut on it. I'm not a sauerkraut person. I don't, I don't really get the whole idea of sauerkraut, to be honest with you. Well, I, mean, I don't see the appeal. Consider the source. Yeah, yeah. They had several different ones. I mean, it, <clears throat> try it or don't. I don't know what to tell you. There you I go. Like, I like hot dogs. Yeah, I love hot dogs. So, you know, I don't mind uh, eating gourmet hot dogs. I don't know. <clears throat> I guess that's about all for this week, though, huh? I think it sounds like it. Just remember, if you don't fit in anywhere else, you can come hang out with us. Take it.